I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. When I tell you guys I love you, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't want to play no <laughs> Short week, Lambeau Field. We're creeping our way toward another Vikings football game here. Don't forget Vikings Vent Line. It was a hot episode on Monday night. It is the place to be right after Vikings games finish up on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So uh, I'm guessing you've all probably dabbled. If you're if you're listening to this show on a random Thursday, you probably also dabble in Vikings Vent Line. But tell your friends. It's the place to be. Phil, Judd, Declan, our executive producer, Purple Daily, presented by Quick Trip, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Also, a shout-out to our friends, Over at Ugly Deck, Judd, tell the audience before we get to a state of the Vikings offense episode and a random Viking of the week, why they should be interested in Ugly Deck. Because it's going to give you a beautiful deck as you are watching there and you're saying, why are those people so happy? Why are they dancing? Because you saw the Ugly Deck that started this spot. Well, look at that deck right there. It's gorgeous. How would you like to be the latest on your block to have a gorgeous deck? All you have to do is take advantage of the fact that UglyDeck.com is offering what they're calling a Reserve My uh, Deck Package Now special for the DIYer who wants to build a deck in the spring and most importantly, save huge. This is only for a Limited number of customers who reserve their deck package now. UglyDeck.com is offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package, plus locked-in pricing for 2023. UglyDeck.com will deliver your deck package to your driveway by May 1st of 24, and you will be the uh, smartest DIYer on your block because you're going to save as much as get this $10,000 on your deck build. Remember, with Ugly Deck, you get free plans, a free coach, access to their online deck build academy, and they will install your footings and ledger. You do the rest. You save huge. UglyDeck.com is the place to go. Reserve my deck package now is the button to click, and you will have a gorgeous deck come springtime. Isn't this fun right now? God, the Vikings are sitting here. The You've got the Packers on the horizon. The Vikings mm-hmm. could get back to 500 this weekend. Mm-hmm. There's also a trade deadline on Tuesday in which the Vikings could be buyers or sellers. We did a big discussion with Doogie about it. We even talked about Derrick Henry. Love it. A safe space for reckless speculation. But this is uh, it's a pretty fun time to be following this team here going into week eight, isn't it? This is what makes this league fun. This is what makes this league. You think that the team that you talk about every day or that you follow closely is just absolutely dead, right? One and four, there's just really no hope. Should they dump everybody? And it's a 
it's a fun discussion at that time. But in this league, a couple of weeks change everything. Yeah. And and right now, just looking at the, the standings here. So the Vikings obviously are uh, two games behind the Lions for the division lead. But in terms of wild card, they are a half game behind the Buccaneers for the seventh seed. So the final wild card spot. They're a game and a half behind both the Seahawks and the Cowboys. And they're tied right now on the outside looking in with the Rams, Commanders, the Saints, who they're going to play in a few weeks. But then we sit here and look at how the Packers are kind of guard. The Packers are only a half game behind the Vikings. I know. The Bears are only a game behind the Vikings. And those teams are closer to picking number one overall than they are, you know, making a playoff run. But everything is jumbled. And this game against the Packers will provide a lot more clarity. If they win, maybe you're buying on Tuesday, but you're certainly full steam ahead and you're not trading to Neil Hunter. If you lose, you're not even totally out of the playoff race. But what do you do on Tuesday? So in a week from now, we're going to have a lot more answers as to what this team is going to be doing the second half of the season. I've been thinking about this. I think even if they lose on Sunday, I think so if they lose on Sunday and they fall back uh, two games below 500 again, I think it's still a 90% chance now Hunter stays. Oh, agreed. That win so against like, the I, Niners probably solidified. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, now could could you trade as we talked about with Doogie KJ Osborne perhaps? Yeah, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Hunter Hunter was because Kirk was not going to be traded. Hunter was the biggest like fish in the pond of like because if you trade him, I think that you could get a first round pick back possibly, very possibly. I think he's safe now. Yeah. So let's get into the state of the offense here. Gentlemen, we'll give you a couple just big picture ranking categories, and then we'll get into the meat, the meat and potatoes of this episode. Where does the Vikings offense rank in four key categories? They are 18th in points per game. They're fifth in yards per play. So top five in moving the football, 18th in actually cashing it and scoring. They're 14th in expected points added on the analytical side, and then they're 14th in DVOA on the analytical side. And those also are dinged because you've turned the ball over so many times. Like, that's going to factor in. The yards per play doesn't include turnovers necessarily, yep. right? But all the other stuff does. And so if you were to not have turned the ball over four times on the goal line, you're probably top 10 in EPA, probably top 10 in DVOA, and everything feels a lot better. Turnovers have really continued to be, even the first drive of that game against the Niners, have continued to be this team's biggest problem. Uh Kirk Cousins, where does he rank? Currently ranks fourth in passer rating, 12th in QBR, which is more of a contextual passer rating, seventh in PFF grade, and eighth in expected points added. So there's going to be a bigger Kirk Cousins category here, so we'll save our Kirk Cousins discussion for for one of these uh, these categories. Let's start with how good is the Vikings offensive line as the first category? Is it actually really good now? So pass protection, how are they doing, right? This has been the bugaboo. They've always had like a weak link or two that just ruins everything, especially with a non-mobile quarterback, a pocket passing quarterback. Pass protection grade, PFF has the Vikings third as a unit in the NFL. ESPN's pass block win rate. Football. Right. Has the Vikings offensive line seventh in pass protection. So by both of those measurements, third and seventh, the Vikings have one of the best pass-protecting offensive lines in the NFL. Run blocking, PFF has the Vikings offensive line number one in the league this week. Not for just last week, like for the season. Yep. They've got the running backs, the Vikings running backs, 30th in terms of doing their job. Yep. ESPN has the Vikings run blocking Run block win rate, it's called 12th, so not quite as high. So the, the truth might sit somewhere in the middle, but either way, by PFF and ESPN measurements, if you put it all together, the Vikings have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL through the first seven games. So uh, the game on Sunday at Lambeau is going to be really intriguing regarding this uh, portion of the Vikings offense because of this. So the Vikings run game, I, and this is incredible. So Clearly, the the um, advanced metrics state that the Vikings offensive line, when it comes to run blocking, are doing a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I think that's helped by the fact that, you know what? He might not make a ton of plays, but Josh Oliver steps in, right? And and as Booney demonstrates once a week for us, does a fantastic job there. Yeah. Nonetheless, nonetheless, the Vikings are 30th in the league in rushing. So they're rushing offense. So so to your point, the running the running backs themselves are directly responsible in some ways, largely, for dragging this thing down. Now, Green Bay is 30th in run defense. Wow, so juicy. so juicy. this is the game like like if you are now going to a committee and you're going to use Madison Acres and again, I would find a way to use Chandler. Yeah. Every time you give the ball to Chandler, you feel like there's a potential that something good might it happen. Looks, it looks different than when you give the ball to the other guys. Like he's clearly more explosive. Well, yes, yeah. it feels like if if you were and and I am not a big car guy, we'll all admit that, right? But if you were to compare cars, Madison is sort of the guy who's got two gears, and then that's it. Like there's no real explosion. Acres, you watch him and you're like, oh, okay, there's a third gear there. Chandler, you feel like there's a fourth gear there, don't you? Dude, this is one of the best car analogies oh, I've like. Like what? What are my car equivalents? Is Ma- Madison like a a Pinto and like and Chandler's like a Ferrari? I, I mean, I don't Madison's know. Madison's like a Plymouth Acclaim from the early say, 90s yeah. or something. Okay, yeah. okay, like, he'll, fair get, he'll get you from A to B, but not yeah. necessarily. He's a Honda okay. Accord from, you know, from, from back in the day. Okay. In the right lane. In, in the, the right, right lane. lane. You know, when he gets in the left lane, you're like, I don't know, man. You might want to move over. You might want to move over. You're like, eh, eh. <laughs> Madison, move that car over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. that's why, just going back to the reckless speculation conversation, if, if the Vikings, let's say they beat Green Bay, and they decide, okay, well, okay, it's now it's Monday. We got, you know, 36 hours until the trade deadline. We're four and four. We just beat the Niners. We're, we're, we're back on track here. We've, we've stopped turning the ball over on every freaking trip to the red zone. What do we want to do the rest of the season? I don't think they're going all in and trading like multiple first round picks. Like they're not doing like a Jalen Ramsey trade, you know, some of that stuff. But right. dude, like I, I would consider trading a day two pick for Derrick Henry if the Vikings beat the Packers, look great, and it's just obvious they need a running back who can take advantage. Alexander Madison should really be relegated to his old role when Dalvin Cook was here. And by the way, um, you know, this might be a good transition actually into the second category, which is running backs. I'm going to lump these kind of all together because this is all kind of part of this conversation, okay? Football. So... One more thing on the offensive line, then the running backs, then we can have this bigger discussion. Out of 198 qualified offensive linemen this season who've played enough snaps, 198 of them, tackles, guards, centers, the number one ranked offensive lineman in the NFL, according to PFF, is Christian Derrissaw. Mm-hmm. The Vikings have the best offensive lineman in the entire league. Among right tackles, let's start to go to the other positions here. Brian O'Neill, according to PFF, is the second best right tackle in the NFL behind only Panay Sewell, who's played both left and right. So in terms of just pure right tackles, Brian O'Neill is the best right tackle in the NFL. Guards, Ezra Cleveland, ninth out of 81. Ed Ingram, 27th out of 81. He's, he's the weak link, but he's not nearly as weak of a link as he was last year. Right. And Garrett Bradbury is currently ninth out of 40 qualified centers. Those guys are doing their job. We've laid it out here. On the running back side, so I'll give you this category here. It's called elusive rating, okay? Football. You know, you people came to this episode wanting an, an update on the offense, and we are taking you much deeper into the weeds than you probably bargained for. So if this, is, uh, if this is too wonky, let us know in the comments section. But PFF has a signature stat that measures elusive rating. And to back up a step, um, we use some of these PFF metrics because it's not like there's five other options. PFF consults for all 32 teams. So it's just, it's a web of like advanced information and analysis. If other publications gave you this type of information, we would, we would use it on this show, but it's literally the only publication that works with NFL teams, measures this stuff and then brings the information to the public. So why do you guys use PFF? Well, you know, is it perfect all the time? No, but it's what 32 NFL teams lean on for data. So that's that's the why. 
elusive rating is, it's a signature stat that measures the success and impact of a running back independent of the blocking. So, oh, it's FIP. It's like FIP and FIP. There you go, yeah. We got FIP. FIP. Yes. There you go. So, you know, if the offensive line is just road grading 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, right, and you're just kind of walking behind them, then you're, you know, you don't deserve as much credit necessarily. So this is this is ranking all 59 qualified running backs by how how good and elusive are they independent of the blocking, right? So Dalvin Cook is 45th out of 59. He's cooked. It's it's not it was a yeah. good decision to move on from Dalvin Cook, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Alexander Madison is 41st out of 59. So he's been better than Dalvin Cook, but he's 41st out of 59. Yep. Cam Akers, 36th out of 59. So better than Madison, but right. that uh, that Miami running back that burst on the scene this year is number one by a mile in terms of elusive rating. Like once that dude gets in the open space, it's over. Mm-hmm. So basically they have no running backs, and we don't know with Ty Chandler because he hasn't played enough snaps. But they have no running backs in the top 35 in elusive rating, and that's why they're not, that's a huge reason why they're not cashing in on some of these runs. So like, if they beat the Packers and the trade deadline's coming up, and let's say the Titans are like, I don't know, no one's biting on this thing. Like, would you trade a third round pick for a half season of Derrick Henry? Like, these are the types of things that are popping yeah. into my mind on state of the offense this week. Um, I probably would not trade a third round pick for that because I still don't know. I, I much prefer if, if you're going to if the question is, would you start to trade draft picks um that are first or second day? For potential guys to help you, I I would take the, um, I would take the 2023 Twins philosophy, which was, you know what, we're going to try to win with what we've got. Sure. Because I because I don't see this as like a, oh my God, if I get Derrick Henry, we're over the top. He would improve you. I don't know that he would put you where you want to go for the price that he would cost you. But I do, but I would call on my coaching staff and I would call on O'Connell uh, to find different ways to do things. And, and again, I think if you, close, if, if you close the gap between Madison and Akers and even Chandler to a certain point and you got more creative with how you use them, and I'm just saying as far as snap counts go, yeah, I, th- that would be what I would like to see. Because I think that there is way more that you can do here as opposed to, and they started to do this a little bit on Monday night against San Francisco, as opposed to just saying Madison's going to get the majority of the carries, which has been Mike Gripe all season long. So currently the Vikings do not have a, even a third-round pick for next year's draft. They have a second-round pick. Um, so after their first-round pick, they have one selection between that and 115 for next year. Mm. So, And that's obviously based on the fact of where the Vikings are drafting now. But they, they, have a, they don't have a third-round pick, so that makes things very complicated, I think, for trading for Derrick Henry. Now, they do have two fourths, like, you know, in, in a fantasy world in Madden. Like, yeah, would I trade two fourth-round picks for Derrick Henry, probably, or a fourth and a future third or something in, in the year after draft? Yes, I would. But I just don't think, if it, I don't think it makes much sense to give up that much capital for a running back when you should probably just find this, I think, in the draft maybe on day two instead of just trading a pick for Derrick Henry. I think they actually do have a third-round pick, don't they? Uh, according they, to Tankathon, they don't. Uh, they have a first, a second, two-fourths, two-fifths, and a sixth. So they their third-round pick was tied up in the Hawkinson trade for the 2022 season. It was a 2024 conditional pick. So they traded TJ Hawkinson a 2023 fourth-round pick. And then a 2024 uh, conditional pick, which was a fourth if the Vikings do not win a playoff game in 2022. Otherwise, it's a it's a fifth. Hmm. I don't know. So there's conflicting information here, I guess, okay. on their third round pick. This is from uh, prospect transactions draft status. So I don't know. I don't know who I trust. But, they, they, they do yeah. own Detroit's fourth round pick, according to this chart. So they, they the Vikings do have that. But yeah, it's. As of now, at least, it, it looks like they don't, but we'll certainly I'm see. sure some of our listeners will tell us in the comment oh, yeah. section of the YouTube oh, yeah. channel here which draft picks they do have and which ones you would or wouldn't trade for Derrick Henry. So. Yep. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I just uh, found two stories that said that they don't have a third round pick, so. but they do have two fourth round picks. So there you go. But but yes, as, as far as the question, the hypothetical on a reckless speculation Thursday, um, I think I would try to get by with what I have. And I think I would say, Kevin, you called an unbelievable game on Monday. Let's try to replicate that as much as possible, which I think is very fair. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm being a smart ass there. Yeah. Well, the best you've already mentioned, like the best thing that could happen with this running back group is that Ty Chandler becomes an answer, right? He becomes a guy that he's not getting 20 carries a game. Right. You got to bring some different guys in on third down. CJ Ham's been a third down, just blocking running back. You know, hey, where's the blitz coming from? And he's not a guy. This is the thing. It's like they've got four guys that they're using. None of them are like all encompassing options. Alexander Madison is just kind of, you know, he's just kind of a guy. He's not explosive. You can put him in on all the scenarios, but he's, he's got the most drops of any running That's, backs. Like, you know, that actually bothers me the most. Yeah. You can't like of all the stuff that bothers me the most. Cam Akers is probably your best overall option, but let's not overrate where he's at after some surgeries and the Rams dumping him after the first week. CJ ham might be your best blitz picker upper on third down. But yeah. he's not explosive, and he's not a guy that you're going to get the ball to. And then Ty Chandler is the most explosive, but you don't trust him to pick up anyone in in pass protection. So it's like, can you find a way to get the ball in Ty Chandler's 4.3 40-yard dash hands and feet on a more regular basis? The thing I like about Akers, where I do think that he can replace some of Madison's touches, is what you said about catching the ball. Because what I want is, and, and to Declan's long-standing point of this team being an inexplicably awful screen team, um, it, it looks like, from what I've seen, Akers can catch the ball. Yeah. Like, Madison, it's not an overstatement. It's not hyperbole to say he probably went a long way towards losing the Chiefs game. If he catches that pass, he's probably going to walk into the end zone. And if, at that point, I think you're tied. So that changes that entire game. On Monday night, if I am not mistaken, he dropped a pass in the end zone and when he didn't just sit down there and make the catch. So, like, those are the things that really bother me because, dude, okay, you don't have a ton of gears. I get that. Like, they trust you. But if you can't catch the ball in 2023 as a running back, why why am I going to trust you? Unless you're Adrian, if you're Adrian Peterson in, in, in you know, 2009, oh, God, yeah. you can't catch a pass that well, which he, he caught 45 passes a couple times. So he did. He did. Okay. The last category here, and it's a, it's a beefy one. If we want it to be, it's just digging into Kirk cousins here. And specifically when you give him time to do his job, he is incredible this season. We've known this about him for the duration of his Vikings career. And it's funny. Cause like the, the complaints from me about Kirk are never, boy, look at how much he's struggling when the conditions are near perfect, right? It's always, you're being paid to overcome imperfect conditions. Can you be a little bit better off script, please? Can you put the team on your back a little bit more often? But he did both of those things against the Niners. No Justin Jefferson? Cool. I'm going to make Jordan Addison a star tonight. I'm going to get the ball to Hawkinson 11 times. But here's the number I want to key in on. The 2.5 seconds to throw mark is kind of a standard mark for offensive lines doing their job versus pass rushers doing their job. Did you get to the quarterback within two and a half seconds? That's a defensive lineman's job. Did you give the quarterback two and a half seconds to throw? That's the offensive line's job. So Kirk Cousins gets two and a half seconds to throw the eighth most out of 
any quarterback in the league, if that makes sense. So of yes. all the quarterback, how often do you get two and a yep. half seconds or more to throw? He ranks eight. So it hap- it's a lot for him. Mm-hmm. But everybody else above him on this list is mobile for the most part. Most of them anyways. Justin Fields is number one. He's getting two and a half seconds because he's creating two and a half. He's creating three seconds, four seconds. Uh, Lamar Jackson is actually, I think he's below Kirk on this list. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, there was that clip on Sunday where he literally had like nine seconds to throw. The offensive line did a great job at first, but then he's like, ah, oh, there's still nothing open. I'm going to move over here and create some time, right? Russell Wilson can still move a little bit. Deshaun Watson's on this list. Zach Wilson can move. It's about all he can do. Uh, Josh Allen's on this list. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Kirk Cousins is on this list with Jimmy Garoppolo and Sam Howell also. Those are more like the, the less mobile guys. So here's the thing. When you give Cousins more than two and a half seconds to throw a pass, he has the third highest PFF grade behind only Lamar Jackson and Tua. He has the second most touchdowns behind only Josh Allen. He has the second highest completion percentage behind Lamar Jackson, the second highest passer rating behind Lamar Jackson, and the lowest turnover-worthy play rate of any quarterback when he's given at least two and a half seconds to throw. I will say, when you go the other way and you look at where does he rank when he's got less than two and a half seconds to throw, right? it's bad. <laughs> right? It, it's, it's a very different story with all of these categories. So right. th- this kind of verifies, like, dude, when you give him time to throw the football, when you give him protection, when you let him picture everything out there, right? Yes. He's going to carve your ass up like he did on Monday night against the 49ers. If he has time to process things, he's very, very good. But, but I mean, you know what? So, so in this case, what you just laid out from a statistical standpoint dovetails perfectly with the eye test. Cause like, and, and you can see Kirk when he doesn't have time to process, like you can see the gears going and they're not go and it's not a positive. So yeah. like, that's, that is Kirk. And, and you know what? That's a lot of guys. I'm sure. Cause he's not, he can move, but he can't really run. Um, And, and he does, you know, he slides around at times, but that is not, not surprising, but that is where I think the narrative has probably not changed as much as it should which is all of the things that you said about how the offensive line is playing and how often he does have time now and, and how um, there was, you know, a few years for sure. Maybe there were more where he didn't have that type of time and his, um, his issues were exposed, but this is, this speaks to the fact that if he has time to process what he's supposed to do, he is great. Not a surprise. The issue is this. There's going to be games where the offensive line probably is not great again. Yeah. Guys get hurt. Who knows? And so, you know, that's the question. When you step into the playoffs, can you have, I don't know, let's say two to three consecutive games where things might break down, all hell might break loose, and now it's on you to go make the play. It is encouraging that they just did it, though, against one of the teams that you will have to go through in the playoffs, right? Like the the – it's one thing to do it against the Bears or the Panthers or whatever, but to to hold up like they did for the most part against the 49ers. But you but yeah, those are the teams you're going to face like three times on your way to a Super Bowl. So th- this is kind of the expectation. You know what right. the stakes are here. If right. if you're going to give Kirk a chance to carve a defense, it's not going to be because he's running for his life, which we've known for 6 years, right? Mm-hmm. But this is as about as good as you can get it with an offensive line here the first seven weeks of the season for the Vikings. Like it's hard, it's hard to ask for more than what the yes. offensive line has, has given Kirk and this, this team so far. Can you do it? And, and I'm not just talking Kirk here. I'm talking the line. I'm talking the entire offense. Can you do it in a playoff game where San Francisco or Philadelphia, for example, are completely prepared. And, and the other thing that helped a lot on Monday and, and I, I have uh, poked and, um, been critical of Hawkinson because of his time that, that he missed in training camp with what amounted to a hold in Nick Bosa, who held out for all a training camp right now is two and a half sacks. Mm-hmm. 
So like if they're if he doesn't flip the switch at some point here, he he is not the player that he should be or was. And Christian and that's not to take away kicked his ass. And Darisaw did a great job. This is not to take away. People hear me clearly. Christian Darisaw played great. Hater. I yes, I he played outstanding. But you know when you get to a playoff game, if Nick Bosa is back to being Bosa, and he's now prepared, like th- those are the questions. That's what becomes intriguing to me. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, when you give Kirk time, you're probably going to get your your defense carved up, and he is he's showing that again in 2023. So that's my final category for you guys. Can I add in one? Because I've been doing some – because we all know that the fumbles and the picks are not acceptable, and the fact that, what, in seven games now, the Vikings four times their opening drive have turned o- over the mm-hmm. ball, which has led to 21 points, and until – Monday night's game had led to points each and every time that the Vikings lost the ball. Um, so it's no secret that that has to end. And they did, uh, they were a plus two on Monday against the Niners in the turnover battle. But the other one, and O'Connell needs to fix this. And this is on him, I think, a lot. The red zone. If, if I'm not mistaken, I looked it up yesterday. I think they're like 23rd in red zone offense. And the and if if um, Brock Purdy had led San Francisco back on Monday on that last drive, which was entirely possible, uh, they were the Vikings, as we talked about a couple of days ago, deep red, twice 0 for 2. This team is too talented offensively to accept being that far down. Mm-hmm. And, and to go back to your first category, Phil, when you're talking about points scored, that has to come up. Like, this team, again, is too talented not to be scoring more points. And settling for field goals against the Niners in the deep red worked on Monday, but it ain't going to work consistently against teams like that. The red zone offense, and this starts in the head coach's office, has to improve. Yeah, they're uh, so you're right. They are 23rd in red zone offense. They are sandwiched between the Falcons and the Cardinals with the Raiders also right there and the, and the Steelers just yeah. above them. Are those the types of offenses that you want to be associated with in the red zone? They're literally chanting fire Matt Canada at penguins games uh, in Pittsburgh. They are. No, dude. At, penguins? Penguins. at, at the penguins, penguins games? games? At the yeah. penguins games. It's outstanding. That's awesome. Yeah. But so, no, to answer your question, <laughs> no. Yeah, they had like the Dolphins convert almost 80% of their red zone trips into touchdowns. The yeah. Vikings are under 50% so far this year. Yeah. So it's and on the turnover side, because this is all intertwined, all of it, like the turnovers, 100%, 100%. The turnovers are the reason why their red zone percentage sucks. The Vikings, so the Raiders have overtaken the Vikings for, for total turnovers and turnover rate because they're just, they can't get out of their own way. And now they're using backup quarterbacks. Brian Hoyer apparently is still in the NFL. We found that out in the last Josh couple Daniels. weeks. Josh he is. For those guys. Yeah. So the Raiders are the worst turnover team in the league. They've passed the Vikings, but the Vikings are the second worst turnover team. They have 14 turnovers in seven games, and it was pacing for more than that for a while, right? But this is the number that really, like, if you contextualize it this way, the Vikings turnover percentage, meaning percentage of drives that end in a turnover, is almost 20% which is one in every five drives for the Vikings yeah. ends in a turnover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not ridiculous. a punt, not a, you know, like a, a turnover. Right. It's ridiculous. But the red zone, come on. You get to the two and you can't punch the damn football in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get your ass in the end zone. Like you're trying to tush push. You're that desperate. Well, the touch push, as we found out with Booney, if you do it right, could actually where I don't know from the two yard line. I, I don't know. I disagree with I know, him on but, that one, but, but the tush push feels like like something the Eagles have worked really hard on. Like the Eagles clearly have put in the time, and other teams are seeing it now, and they're like, "Let's tush push, let's try that." And it doesn't feel like there's as much work that's yeah. gone in into it. But the point is, you're at the two yard line, okay? Punch the damn football in. Yeah, it's not. It shouldn't be that much to, to ask for. The Vikings have you, sixteen passing you know touchdowns Here's and an no idea. rushing touchdowns. Here's an idea. First rushing touchdown of the season on Sunday, Daniil Hunter scores it. Put him in the damn backfield. No one's stopping him. He's a beast. The Wait. man is Daniel put Daniel put Daniel Hunter in at the two yard line in the backfield. 
hand him the damn football, and he's going to bowl over everybody and score a touchdown. Uh, Do you remember? You might have gone too far. You might have gone too far. You guys far don't with remember? Cake. You guys don't remember? What, William Refrigerator Pair? Yeah. Well, that's like the Patriots have worked on that. Man, I don't know about that. How about, how about Mike Vrabel catching touchdown? Pass? I mean, you, you really want a big fat, like you want a Linval Joseph type. You don't want Daniil Hunter type. Like you want the also, large, What's going to happen when Daniil Hunter t- takes a forearm to the helmet like Brock Purdy did? Yeah. And now he's. You know what you do? Protocol. You know what you do? You go to the sideline, say I'm fine, and you go back out there. It's football, baby. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a oh, second. I know how this works. You with won't you. trade a day two draft pick for Derrick Henry, but you'll put Daniil Hunter in the backfield to run a tush. Who's going to stop Daniil Hunter? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not say tush push. No, I'm out on the tush push. No, I'm. Just I'd rather it be a tush push than a handoff. A handoff to Daniil Hunter? Do you think he's going to drop the ball? Probably, dude. But if he gets hurt or the he does that, the ball. Judd's, Judd's hot take is the incompetence of the coaching staff to put Daniil Hunter in a situation to rush the football. Right. That, like that, that's a teeing what? up one for Judd Zolgad. Yeah, dude, if that happens and he fumbles, you're going to roast no. the Vikings for putting Daniil Hunter in. Okay, then in who do you offense. want? I'm just saying that Not there's, a plenty of bigger, there's plenty of big guys. <laughs> there's plenty of big guys. CJ Hamm. How about CJ Hamm? No, no, I'm trying to think of more creativity to help. Pullback dive. CJ Hamm's sitting right there. Pullback dive works on Madden CJ Hawkinson. Every time. I don't know what you're talking about. Can CJ Hawkinson not fumble the ball? Maybe not for all. I know. I mean, Alexander Madison's job is to, is to get a rushing I, touchdown at some point. Yeah, and guess what? Through seven games, zero. First you know time it, in Vikings history. You know it's dire when we're sitting here like, uh, just put Daniel Hunter in in the backfield. Hopefully that'll I, work. I gave it a lot of thought. I didn't just say that. I, I, I've given this a lot of thought. I'm trying to help. When did that I'm thought always, first pop in your head? Like a week ago. Wow, you've been sitting on that take for a week. They don't have a rushing touchdown. Daniel Hunter's a beast. I don't think he's going to get hurt. I'm confident he won't get hurt on that play. I love it. I mean, I want, I want, I want you to let's tweet this clip out or have Judd tweet it. I want, I want like a poll or something. I want, yes. I want to hear. What I love this idea. This I love this idea. And then I'm going to be berated with P, with uh, with Twitter X comments, which is absolutely fine. By the way, I love you people. I love all of you out there. Keep uh, that and, too in the clip. And then, <laughs> keep, I want that. Keep it clip. all. I love in the clip. you. Keep I love you people out there. From me to you, happy Halloween. Uh, keep this in the clip, too. Park Tavern is the neighborhood oh. sports bar of the sports dad, Judd Zolgad. Oh, it's a perfect segue because Halloween is coming. Ooh, spooky, scary stuff, right? Well, not so much. Park Tavern wants you to enjoy it. Fun for all ages and stages at the Park Tavern on Saturday. Look at the bowling right there. Love bowling. Park Tavern's got, got it all. On Saturday, during the day, they have the Tesla and Park Tavern Frunk or treat happening in the parking lot. That's from 1230 to 2. Bring the kids in costumes. Come trick or treat in the parking lot. The kiddos are going to love it. And then you know what? At night, get the babysitter. Get someone. Get mom or dad to watch the kids. And you can go back to Park Tavern in the evening for their annual Halloween party, which is going to go from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Cosmic bowling on Saturday. Costume contest at exactly midnight. Ooh, scary. Prices for the best costume, male and female, and best couple costume. Drink specials and more. Reservations recommended. Ooh, very scary. Come all dressed up. 952-929-6810 or parktavern.net. That parktavern.net is where you want to visit. Oh, oh, Saturday is going to be frightening. One, two, three, three rushing touchdowns three for rushing Daniel touchdowns. Hunter. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I need to speak softly here because uh, there's a creature taking a nap over Uh-oh. here. Her name oh, is she's like, Maya. She's like, shut up, Dad. We're Not getting me. close to the time where I would give her a little midday snack. So I can't say the word F-O-O-D or she'll perk up here. But she loves Nutrisource. Nutrisource chicken and rice. She's uh, currently, she's loving the salmon flavored treats as well lately. She'll mm-hmm. mix around the chicken. But right now she's a little like the pescatarian vibe from Maya through Nutrisource. Oh. You know what's not scary? Nutrisource. It's just delicious, and Stella loves it. Stella loves her training re- rewards treats. I'm going to guess that uh, Stella and um, and her friend right there have a lot in common. They Tell do. The they do. The, the Vinster loves loves his treats. You know, sometimes, you know, right before bed, I can't, I can't get Vinny to go potty every time. It's like, hey, buddy, it's, it's bedtime. We got to get one more go. potty breakout, and... Sometimes he looks at me like, no, I am very comfortable in bed. You're not moving my butt out to, and going down the stairs to go to the bathroom. What about a Nutrisource treat to get it? Okay, he gets up. He's ready to go. He, get, he makes that happen. 
NutrisourcePetFoods.com. That's NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Um, And then one more here. Shout out to our friends at Livia before we get to a random Viking of the week on Purple Daily today. It's a great time before the holidays to maybe set the tone going into Thanksgiving, Christmas season, whatever you celebrate with our friends at Livia, Judd. Absolutely. In fact, uh, that sports dad a couple of years ago helped me take off 40 pounds. The best part, they're going to help you take it off. They're going to help you keep it, it off. In fact, I am scheduled to talk to a gentleman by the name of Sean today who lost, get this, in 20 weeks, 62.7 pounds. He has now lost in 24 weeks, 76 pounds. Guys, all of these conversations are why Livia Weight Control Centers is the place for you. If you've been procrastinating and, and you know, it's getting colder now and you're thinking, I'm going to be on the couch, I'm going to gain more weight, why not lose it instead? And if you join now, here's the incentive, three months for free. That's right, three months for free with a program that works. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Check them out. Start on your weight loss journey. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, you'll be very glad that you did when all those clothes that might not fit now will be fitting you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, it's time for a random Viking of the week here. Uh, I believe we, we didn't do this last week. It was Fouled because we didn't, we didn't have a third person uh, to give us the clue. So we had a week off last week. Bye week. Judd had a... Four-week winning streak going into two weeks ago, and then I snapped it with Mike Wallace. Took about a half, half hour, hour for us yeah. to it was, up Mike uh, Wallace. But. And I would like to apologize again. Like, there are things that I get crap for from fans and stuff who are like, oh, your, your take was stupid, blah, blah, blah. I, I well, will tell you right now, you're wrong, I'm right. But on this one, this was just an embarrassment by me. Like, we sat there. Mike Wallace. He's a very he's just one of those guys. It was like, a random time in Vikings history. Random I know. Viking but, I mean, I, co- I covered it, and, like, mm-hmm. Declan's clues weren't exactly by the end. He was basically almost giving His us His initials are MW. Yeah. yeah. So, it rhymes with bike Mike Paulus. Paulus. <laughs> I looked. But yes. Apologies, Mike Wallace. Uh, Greg Jennings. Da, da. All right. So all time, so it's, yeah. it's going to be Judd's turn to throw out the clues. All time, Judd has sixty one wins. Declan with twenty nine. Although Declan's last win was the Hank Basket controversy from like two it's months ago. While. So it's been a while. Declan's trying to get back on the board in the new era with all three of us competing on a week to week basis. Judd has nine wins. I have six. Declan has three. A few of the most recent random Vikings are Mike Wallace, Sean Hill, Cedric Face on Carl Eller, Dwayne Clemens, Mo Williams, Bubby Brister. So Judd's going to throw out the clues. We get up to three strikes each. If we hit that third strike, we're eliminated. The other person automatically gets the victory. And uh, here we go. Away we go. All right. No cheating. No cheating. Clue number one. This former Viking is from Frankfort, Michigan. Frankfort. So Frank, F-O-R-T, Michigan. Okay. You spell that again? Just One more time. Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Fort, F-O-R-T. It's all one word. It's, oh, it's all one in, word. It's oh. all located in Michigan. Not Frankfurt, Germany. Frankfurt, okay. is that in the Is that in the upper, is that the upper peninsula? Is that in the, you know, the glove of the city? I believe city it was the upper yeah. peninsula. Yeah. I believe yeah. it was. I Now, now I did, did this. Did his family I, have, a, like, a second home, a cabin? Yeah, and where was I that? I think they were big Huskies fans, and I think they were Packers fans. But they might have been Lions fans. I forget. I did the research on, on this. I was expecting to do this a week ago, so I've had this. Sit on it. So I've I've sort of forgotten. So if you two smartasses are past asking me about Frankfort, Michigan, I'll give you the second quote. I'm ready. He played college football at Michigan State, choosing that option over playing for 
the Tennessee Volunteers, Chip Scoggins Land, and South Carolina. So Michigan State was his college. So SEC schools, huh? Hmm. Clue number three. He was he made all Big Ten for the Spartans. So he was a very successful college Sparties. football player. His favorite player growing up, not surprisingly, and this does tell his favorite team as a child, was Barry Sanders. As many, I'm sure, Michiganders he, uh, were, he was a fan of Barry Sanders. All right. You wouldn't do this. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be. Keep going. The next clue is I'm going to give you guys a pretty good time perspective on things. The the, the Sanders one's do, uh, San, that sort of does, but this one's going to give you a better uh, time um, clue. He was recruited at Michigan State by Nick Saban. So Nick Saban was Can the coach who recruited him. Nick Saban had. Michigan State had Nick freaking Saban. I think, yeah, I, I think they had him after he was on uh, Belichick's staff with mm-hmm. the Browns. Mm-hmm. I think he, didn't he go one, one stop Great before football Michigan life. State? And then... Great football life, by the way. That Browns coaching staff. All right. More clues on time. He played a key role in the Spartans' 2000 Bowl victory over Florida in the Citrus Bowl. So Sparty won a bowl game in 2000 over Florida in the Citrus Bowl, and this man played a key role in that win. God, I feel like Michigan State Vikings players should stand out. Mm-hmm. It's like I can think of like a handful of them. I mean, old Kirky boy, obviously, one of them. He was selected in the sixth round of the NFL draft in 2000 by a team that's now currently in the nfc north but it was not the vikings so say it again he was uh okay so he was he's a sixth round pick okay in the nfl in 2000 by an nfc north team but that team was not the vikings i think it was still the central division back then i think it changed in the early 2000s but i might be wrong He was signed as a free agent by the Minnesota Vikings in 2005. Mm, 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 mm. Oh my gosh. I feel like Declan's going to at least take a guess here. Was it Darian Scott? Is that an official guess? Yeah. No. strike for me. All right. That was that year, 2005, would end up being his only season with the Vikings. Oh, boy. Okay. Wow. Oh, man. Um... All right. Two years before he signed as a free agent with the Vikings in 2005, the Vikings actually signed him to an offer sheet that the team he was with in the NFC North matched. So 2003, the Vikings tried to lure him away. Oh, it was and it was matched at the time. Two years later, he would be available. Uh, Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. All right. I... The team that matched that offer sheet, his original team, was the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Oh, my okay. God, my God. 
While the 2005 season was his last in the National Football League, he did go on to play in the Arena Football League with Chicago. I, ah. Arena League, huh? Mm-hmm. What? I got the... I'm thinking, what? I can't think of the name. Okay, we're Boy, about to get... Is... I'm about to get into clues that are that you both want to much. You both. I, I'm going to forewarn you: be close to the mic, okay? Because we might have a photo. I think I got the position. And I just I can't. I'm a little. I must. I, I I feel a little lost. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little lost here. This is right before I started covering the Vikings. Yes. Professionally. Yes. So. All right. In this gentleman's youth, he was more of a soccer player than a football player. I say, I, I know. Morton I, Anderson? Nope, not Morton Anderson. Dang, I already said it. That's I already a guess. said it. That's, that's a guess, guess, though. Right well, you're both yeah. okay. Aaron Elling? Paul Edinger. Yes. Paul, Paul okay. Edinger. Okay. <laughs> that was my last guess, right. too. Paul Edinger. Paul Edinger. Oh, Paul my Edinger. gosh. Kicker. Oh. Unexplored Aaron territory. Elling was a kicker that, in that, that was a good guess. Yeah, that was a good guess. Yeah, he was a Ticey <laughs> kicker before Paul Edinger. I think he might have been in 2004. Wow. Paul Un- Edinger, dude. Kickers wow. have, been an un- have been a largely unexplored territory. That's correct. It's, it's, a, it's a great category for sure. Yes. It just, it just had <clears throat> the one problem is it's got to be creative yeah. because you're going to tip it off really quickly if you're not creative. No, it was good. It was very creative. Yes. We've used nice Gary job. and Reese Lloyd, I think. I think that might be the only guys we've used. Have you used Mort? Uh, not used Mort. I don't think we've mm-hmm. used Mort, no. Yeah, I feel like we haven't used a ton of kickers. There's a few guys in there. Hey, uh, you can get your Vikings-related memorabilia for a gift for Judd. If you're looking to buy Judd something for his birthday or maybe for uh, a holiday. Nice. This Harrison Smith, Harry the Hitman, signed, custom-signed jersey. Scorenorth.com slash shop. And click on merchandise, or I should say, uh, collectibles. The collectibles section here, scorenart.com/shop. Click on collectibles, and you can find all sorts of amazing items, memorabilia, signed autographs, uh, to deck out your basement, your man cave, or great gift ideas for the next couple of months. Courtesy of our friends at Universal Sports Auctions. Use the code SCORE S K O R at checkout to get ten percent off everything store wide. So there is the random Viking of the week here, Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. Before we die, we'll see you live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel Friday for a Feedback Friday just after 10 o'clock Central Time.